Amen. I'm going to ask, would you stretch your hands out to Emily? Because I, I just know the transition from having a daughter, Devin, who did the exact same thing as you, and I've heard stories, transitioning from that culture to this culture, where you probably were around people who would walk miles, and now um, in America, of course, there's just a different mindset. And I'm praying over you that God would just use you to spark change and revival and power and and anything that the enemy is going to try to do he's already defeated and and, because you're a new person and 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 so i'm praying would you just stretch your hands out god i pray we thank you for what you've done in her life but lord now as she carries the torch father you would continually pour uh uh uh, oil and, and gasoline on that fire god that it would not just barely be lit, God, but her fire would just increase, God. Father, it would ignite in us, God, that she would be an agent of change, God. And we pray over her, God, that you would just continue to use her as she, as she molds back into this culture, God, Father, that, that, that fire, that experience that she had in Trinidad, God, would, would just stay on her, God. It's, it's like a perfume, Lord God, that it would, it would, it would, people would be around it and they would, they would literally feel it and sense it and smell it, God. And we just thank you, God, for using her, God, to, to help us go to that next level, God. And so, Lord, I just pray that, God, she would just be, uh, uh, you're in your hands completely, God. What's next for her is even greater. We thank you for these experiences, God, but there's more to come, more to come, more mission fields, more work to do, God. So bless her in every way. We thank you that she's home safely. We pray for those people that she, she touched their lives and they touched her life, God, in Trinidad. We pray for those pastors and those people, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Emily. Maybe I'll have you do like a Wednesday night and just say you just have the whole service or a Sunday morning again. So, because I know that's hard to do. It's, it really is hard to do short. I mean, there's so much that she's experienced. So, excited. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Har- Harvest Land Church, you ready to get in the Word? We got a few, we got a little time here this morning. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this Word. And I know that God has a, a Word for you. He always does. We're going to go into the Gospel of Matthew. This will be the second part of, of where I was at last week with the series God With Us. We talked about the, the disciples and their experience of, of hearing God, seeing the star, and they moved. They, when they saw God, when they got the sign, they moved. And I said, many times God shows us things. He, he gives us signs. He gives us words. And many times we don't move as quickly as we should when God is wanting us to move. And so that's last week, but this week we're going to go into more of the story of Joseph. So Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18. If you're ready, say amen. All right, Lord, I pray you, we just have a fresh word. Help our hearts to receive and our ears to hear what you would have us to say. We thank you for this great service of, of worship, of altar time, of hearing testimony, God, and and now, Lord, thank you for softening our hearts so that we can receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, chapter 1 of Matthew, starting at verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she found out to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, And he was a righteous man, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. 
But after he considered this, I don't know, because sometimes your first instinct is not God's will, right? He considered this, but after he considered this, after, after he calculated his next move, God spoke. And it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Everybody say that name. You are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. All this took place to fulfill. It's not random. It's not just by chance, but it took place to fulfill. If you know, later in, in, in the book of Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul said, well, all things work together, right, for good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things, the things you don't like, the parts that you don't like, the parts that you, you don't want to go through, all things work together, amen? The parts you don't understand, the things you understand and the things you don't understand, praise God, all things work together for good. The parts that make you happy and the parts that might even leave tears in your eyes, all things, say it with me, all things do what? Work together for good. Joseph probably had a lot of misunderstanding. I'm sure he had a lot of doubt, a lot of moments where he just obviously he didn't understand but faith works this way. Faith works the opposite of our judicial system. Our judicial system says that you need the evidence first, and then we'll give you the verdict. But faith is this. We know the verdict. We know that God says it's going to be okay. And then he begins to reveal the evidence. Amen? God gave Joseph the verdict first, and he said, I will reveal the evidence to you later through the son. Joseph had to be kind of beside himself thinking like, really? This is from God, this baby? And I, I applaud his, his level of faith here because all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said throughout the prophets. In verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, this was happening in a dream and God spoke to him. When he woke up, he did what the angel a little bit like what Emily was sharing. He was obedient. He did what the angel commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage. I want to make it really clear right there. He had no union with her uh, at this time until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus, God with us. You know, Christmas is often celebrated as a season of new beginnings. The word uh, 2018, the word 2018, the word number 18 means Chet, like the name Chet. It means new things, new beginnings, and this has been a year of new beginnings. But I, I'm declaring that we will continue that mindset, and Christmas is often celebrated as new beginnings, right? The birth of our Savior, something new. God, God had brought a gift to the humanity, and this, this is the story. But this story ends at a dead end. 
The story of Jesus, the story of the Messiah, really ends, starts at a dead end. By, you know, by the time you get to the Gospel of Matthew, uh, heaven has been silent for centuries, 400 plus years. There's been silence since the book of Malachi. And so we, we, we pick up in this story. And if you notice, I did not read all of chapter 1 because I didn't want you to fall asleep on me this morning. Because, I mean, there's a lot of names that are hard to pronounce in Matthew chapter 1, verses 1, almost to 18, right? There's many, many genealogies, but those genealogies are very important because they connect the bloodline from Abraham all the way to Jesus. Forty-two generations are explained in those scriptures, and it's connecting through, 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 um, through the time of Abraham to David, from David to the, the exile of, of, of the Jews from Babylon, and all the way to Matthew chapter 1 right here in Joseph and Mary. And this is an interesting connection. It's a list of names, but it, it, it signifies that things have to come to an end. That something's come to an end, that these genealogies. God has been sending prophets for generations who had a word, but they couldn't quite fulfill the redemption process between God and man. God had been sending people. God had been sending words. And, and, but how many know it, it wasn't enough because the, the people were still wandering. The people were still not always listening. And so God said, I have to bring an end to that and bring something new. And the new thing was what? His very son, Jesus Christ. He said, I have to bring to an end what's been going on for generations, and I'm going to bring something brand new. Aren't you glad we serve a God who does a new thing? Amen? How many are ready this morning for a new beginning? Amen? And God says, I want to bring something new into your life. God gave the law to the people, and they broke it. Matter of fact, how long did it take the people to break it? You remember the story? Moses goes up the mountain, right? And he's with God. He's in God's presence. He leaves the people, and, and he thinks they're gonna they're they're gonna stay, you know, true to God. He goes up. He gets the tablets. He works, he's with God. As you know, he comes down from the from the mountain, and what does he see? The people have taken all their jewelry, have melted it down, have made their own God, and not only are they worshiping, but they're naked worshiping false gods. So God gave the people the law to try to bridge that relationship, but they broke that, and they they didn't last long on that. So Moses was frustrated, and he broke the tablets. And like I said, we find throughout the Old Testament this happening. But as we fast forward to Matthew chapter 1, heaven has hit a dead end. And I said this before, that God, as he looked through the, 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 the heavens, he knew that nobody in heaven except for his very son who was sitting at the right hand of the Father could be the one. It had to be Jesus. Amen. And he knew this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the love message that we're talking about at Christmas, how many know Christmas is a love message? The love message of Jesus was in the beginning. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus, this message was with God at the very beginning. Amen? And he's been in heaven with God all these years, and now centuries and centuries have passed by. And, and so we have 42 generations of frustration. 
42 generations, and suddenly Christ is born. So heaven was at a dead end. Humanity has hit a dead end. No matter, you know what, no matter how much they try to please God, how I many? it doesn't matter how much we try to please God, there has to be a relationship, amen? We know this from the Pharisees. The Pharisees followed the law. They obeyed the law. They, they did what the law says, but they were missing the relationship, and they wandered. And no matter what commitment you find in the Bible people were trying to make, no matter what commitment they were trying to make, they, they, they seemed unable to keep it. So now you have heaven at a dead end. We find humanity is at a dead end because God and his entire holiness, God is holy. He's trying to connect with man, and he cannot work with people who reject to be holy. Amen? The word holy means to what? To be set apart. God is calling his church to be set apart. And so God is trying to work with people in this way, and mankind have no way to God because of their wandering. And now we have this moment in history where there's been silence. But suddenly, amen. How many say, but suddenly? Aren't you thankful for those moments? But suddenly, here comes the one who can change everything. And and he comes to bridge a gap, to bridge history and years and generations and generations. Here comes the one, Jesus, who comes in the form of a baby. And, and it's not from the earth to the sky, but how many know it's from heaven to earth? God brought Jesus from heaven to earth. And we find Joseph. And that's what I want to talk this morning. God with us. We find Joseph. Joseph is clearly at a dead end. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Joseph was really looking forward to having Mary as his wife. Matter of fact, if you read about Mary, one of the neat things about Mary you find that it says that she was very content. Mary was very content. She was not hard to please. It sounds like she was a very content person. She just easygoing. And so Joseph, I'm sure, was very excited to, to marry his wife. But how many know he gets bad news? That had to be some, some bad news when it comes to his attention that she informs him that she got pregnant, you know. Let, let me talk about this for a minute because if, that, if it was me, uh, let's, let's say this happened in today's world. If that was me I, I, or you, maybe you would be like me and say, you know, I, I want to see some DNA proof on this. <laughs> You're saying that, that God got you pregnant? I, you know, I, I, like, I want to talk to Maury Povich about this one, and, and, and for those who know what I'm talking about, and have a DNA test. Uh, I, I think the level of trust that Joseph shows Mary is amazing. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not sure I would have given her the benefit of the doubt on this one. I don't know. But Joseph must have had an amazing level of trust in God because God spoke to Joseph, but he didn't write in the clouds. He didn't give him some amazing, he sent an angel and he spoke to him, but he didn't give him any proof. He just says, this is what's happening. And so he's, Joseph, before this, he was looking for a way He's looking for a way to, to go through with it. But the, the law required him to put her away. The law. 
If you find, the Bible says, I love it because it says he doesn't want to humiliate her. He didn't want to embarrass her. He didn't want to make a public scene of her because obviously in any culture, but especially in that time, in that culture, a young girl gets pregnant and, and it's not Joseph's baby. We're talking a life of, of, of scarlet letter. We're talking a life of shame and guilt for Mary. So Joseph doesn't want to humiliate her, but, but he sees no way forward. He's at a dead end. And the scripture says that he had in mind to put her away. But how many know sometimes what we have in mind is not what God has in store? What you have in mind is not necessarily what God has in store because God has plans for your life. God has a way that is higher than your way. Amen. And sometimes we have in mind what God is going to do. Sometimes we think we have it all figured out. But how many know sometimes God works in mysterious ways? Sometimes he works in ways that we don't understand. Sometimes he doesn't always reveal everything that we want to know. But God works in mysterious ways. And we know for a fact that Joseph had experienced this and he was at a dead end. But God had something different in store. And it was just that he couldn't see a way forward, Joseph. He couldn't see a way out. He's at a dead end. And I'm sure he had dreams. He had Maybe put money down. He had plans for a family with Mary. He had it all figured out before this news came. I'm sure he thought, she's awesome. I'm going to love her. I'm going to show. I'm just, we're going to do all kinds of stuff. We're going on vacation. We're going to hit the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Come on. We're going to do, we're going to have a good old time. And he had plans, but then he got some bad news. She's pregnant. And I was, I was looking for the part of the story, and maybe your Bible is different than mine, but I was looking for the, the part of the story. Uh, I'm reading out of the NIV, and I have the New King James also up here, and whatever version you have. But I, I was looking in my Bible and looking through some of my other Bibles for the part of the story where the angel gave Joseph proof, like hard proof. Um, and and I, couldn't, I couldn't find anything in my Bible that really talked about how Joseph felt either. It doesn't say Joseph felt a certain way. I couldn't find that. What, what I did find is this. God said to Joseph, it's me. Go through with it. Amen? I mean, sometimes God speaks. Sometimes we don't have all the evidence. Sometimes we don't have all the proof. Sometimes it might not feel a certain way. But when God says go through with it, amen, we need to go through with it. Amen? When God says you need to do this, we need to do that. When God says I am with you, you have to trust me that God is with you. He says go through with it. So Joseph, just like the wise men, the wise men saw the sign and they went. They moved. They went where God asked them to do. Joseph, God speaks to him through the angel in a dream. And he says, go through with it. This is a word for somebody today. This is a word. I don't know uh, uh, that you, you might not have all the proof. You don't have the feeling. But all the signs are pointing you in a certain direction. God wants you to hear this. He says, go forward. Trust me. Joseph must have really had a great level of trust in God. Amen? <laughs> like I said, enough trust to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if this really makes sense, God. Do you really have to do it this way? Like, I had it all figured out. You know, uh, you know in the Bible, they didn't have Christian mingle either. <laughs> Did you know that? Now, I've never had to do that. Thankfully, I, I found my wife before that all, all that stuff was invented. But they didn't have Christian Mingle. He might have known Mary for a little while. And a lot of those marriages, it was just like, this is who you get. 
And I'm sure this is, he started learning a little bit about Mary, okay, and, and had it all planned out. He had the, the quiet life picked out, right? I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to do some carpentry. Maybe we'll have a couple kids. We're hoping someday to be able to, to buy a house on the upper side of Jerusalem, right? We want to we live there. Maybe he had it all figured out. We're going to get ourselves a really nice colt. <laughs> with a really, you know, a nice place to, to call home. But how many know sometimes life doesn't go the way that we expect? When we think we have it all figured out, God says, I have something else in mind. So just because we feel something a certain way doesn't mean that God isn't working. Sometimes God works when you don't feel it, amen? Sometimes God works when you don't see it. Sometimes God works even when it seems like he's not working at all. God says, you got to trust me that I'm working on your behalf, amen? And so we don't always have all the evidence because if we have all the evidence, then it's not faith. Faith is what? The, 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 the believing without the evidence, the, the unseen thing that we believe in, and then the verdict comes later. So how many know that sometimes God will do things in your life and you don't have all the answers, but later on in life you say, oh, I see, God, what you're doing. I see now. And so Joseph was at a dead end. So heaven was at a dead end and humanity was at a dead end and Joseph was at a dead end. And I want to ask you this morning, and I just wonder, are you at a dead end? Is there anything in your life that needs to come to a, a dead end? Maybe a relationship. Not, not so much if you're married. We're not going down that road. But, but maybe you're in a relationship. Maybe a friendship. Maybe a, 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 some, a work thing. But, or maybe you're, you're dating or whatever it is. But maybe you feel like you're at a dead end. Now, at the same time, I have talked to married couples where one of the people in the marriage, and is it okay even on a week before our Christmas service that I get real, real? Is that okay? Do I have your permission? That's the majority, majority rules. <laughs> but I have talked, and I know people sometimes, like, people have told me I feel like I'm at a dead end because they'll say my spouse is looking at porn. And I don't feel like I measure up to that. And how many know that can bring a dead end to your life? Come on, amen? Can I, can I just be real? Things in our life become things that become dead ends. And we wonder why we don't feel. We wonder why we're not experiencing God because we have things in our life that are creating these dead ends. And maybe you're trying to quit something, and I applaud that. We've all been there. I've tried to do certain things in my life. And, and, but how many times can you try? How many warnings can you hear before you f- begin to feel hopeless? There's things in my life I've tried to overcome and quit, and, and I get to the point I'm like, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, but God it has to be you, amen? That God it has to be you. I can't do it on my own. Maybe financially you've come to a, a dead end. You've used up all your resources. You've maxed out your credit cards. You, you, you're at a dead end, right? You have nowhere else to go. You say, I, I'm at a dead end. I, I don't know what else to do. And maybe it's your very relationship with God that has seemed to come to a halt. And you feel like you're at a dead end. And you find yourself saying to God, I, I don't know what else to do. 
And I, I, you know, I want you, I want to encourage you today. If you come to that place and you say, God, I don't know what else to do, but God, I need you. How many know that's an amazing place to be? When you, when you, you say, I can't do it anymore on my own. God, I've come to a dead end. I need you. And maybe your own kids, maybe some of you have uh, your uh, children, maybe they're adult children, and you say, I've tried so many times. God, I've come to a dead end. I don't know what else to say. And you finally say, God, I need you to do it. I need you to intervene. Amen? Because I've come to a dead end. I don't know what else to do. When you have so many commitments and things that need to change, you come to a dead end because some things are too big for us. So many times that we'll say, I'm going to do better now. You know, 2019 is right around the corner. And people are, this is the year. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to do better now. I'm going to fix it. Uh, I'm going to kick that. And, and, and this is the last time I'm going to do that. And we say this and we, but how many know when we don't make changes in our life, when we don't allow God to change us, sometimes we are filled with hopelessness that things will never get better. And we're at a dead end. But I'm here today to tell you some good news. Amen. I'm here to tell you that dead ends are perfect places for new beginnings in Christ Jesus. Let me, tell you, let me say that again. Dead ends are perfect places for new beginnings in Christ Jesus. And just because you're at a dead end does not mean that God is not involved. Just because you're at a dead end does not mean that God is not working for you. Matter of fact, when you're at a dead end, that's when God says, now let me do my work. Amen. And I declare today for someone in this room that you've gone through some things, some maybe relationship or financial or emotional or, or, or commitments or, or things you're, 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 you just can't kick. God is saying, listen, I declare in the name of Jesus that this will be a new beginning for you. Amen. God says, I've come to make all things new. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come to bring a new beginning to mankind, to, to humanity. Because we were in need of new beginnings. Some of you have been in jobs before, and you've been in a job, and you're like, I need, this job is a dead-end job. Anybody ever said that before? Man, I had some jobs. They were dead-end jobs. But while I was in that job, I said, God, make the best of it. Amen? But I'm always praying for God to show new beginnings. New beginnings. And all it says that God said to Joseph was, it's me. Go forward. Go through with it. And Joseph did. He went forward. He went forward. And this is the message that I, uh, I wanted to preach today about new beginnings. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Amen. The Lord has come. God with us, and all things are what? Possible. All things. Say that over your life. All things are possible. That area that seems like it's a dead end, God is saying, I am with you. That, that dead end that you think is a dead end, just because you think it, like I said, doesn't mean that's what God has in store for you. Just, be th- just because you think there's no way out, God says, I have something in store for you. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't think that a dead end is the end of it. God says new beginnings are where I take over. New beginnings. Would you stand with me? 
Amen. And let's not wait for 2019. Amen? Let's not wait for 2019. Let's declare today, I am ready for a new beginning. I am ready. Listen, religion can lead you to a dead end. Amen? (laughs) I've seen a lot of people who are very religious, and then they get to like this stop. I mean, they only go so high. It's like, I did all I could do. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do. And I just, I just feel like I'm not growing anymore. Religion can bring you to a dead end, but relationship with Jesus Christ is a new beginning. And I pray that you would declare over your life, new beginnings are happening in my life. See, it was an, an announcement was made. You talk about good announcements. We give announcements, and I know they're, they're tough, right? But there was an announcement that was made that day from heaven to earth through the Son of Jesus, through God's Son, Jesus. And it's saying that this is not the end. Here is my Son. Here is a new beginning. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. A new beginning for mankind. A new beginning. Can you imagine when Joseph finally understood the gravity of what was really happening? And I don't know. Maybe it took a little longer for it to really sink in. But like, wow, that's God inside her. She is carrying a promise that has been coming for 42 generations, amen, since the time of Abraham. She is carrying the promise. She is carrying, it is inside her. Church, I have news for you. God is inside of you through his spirit, amen. And so no matter what you're going through, no matter what dead end you feel like you have or where you're at, listen, sometimes it's just knowing that God is with me. Sometimes I don't have all the answers. Sometimes I don't have all the evidence. Sometimes I I can't even explain what God is doing. I wish I could. I wish I could explain through theology every single thing. I I actually had a really good conversation just popped in my head now with someone this week about these things. Sometimes we we, we struggle, and I do myself, and, and like I have to, but sometimes we just know that we know that we know. Amen? Now, I don't always have all the evidence, but I just know God you're going to see me through this. I started preparing this sermon like two weeks ago, and I, I just kind of, just, the Lord just kept putting out my heart this last few weeks about God with us, God with, and that there's somebody here today that you needed to hear this word, new beginnings, new beginnings. And declaring this, I want to read a couple amazing scriptures, and I want to close in prayer, and I'm going to turn the service over, but 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, I think I actually, there it is. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Amen? If you are in Christ, if you have given your heart to Jesus Christ, and you, you said, God, this journey. See, sometimes it's, we, we think that we have to know everything first before God would really begin to speak to us. But God just wants to know that you're re- willing to listen. Joseph, God knew his heart that he was willing to listen. Amen. And, and, and David says in Psalm chapter 20, verses 4 and 5, may he grant your heart's desire. I pray this over you this morning. Listen to this. It's an amazing. May he grant your heart's desire and make all your plans succeed. 
May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory and raise the victory banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer all your prayer. Amen. I pray that over you, God, as as we go into this season of Christmas and and, and, and holiday and, and, and really remembering what Christmas is about. It's about the birth of our Savior. I pray this verse. May he grant your heart's desire and make your plans succeed. Because I know our word says in Jeremiah 29 11, he knows and he has plans to prosper you. Amen. To give you a hope and a future. New beginnings. New beginnings. See, the Israelites in the Old Testament, I have a feeling when they saw that Red Sea, how many know they were probably like, we are at a dead end. There's no way out. The enemy is all around us. I mean, there's a sea. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. That we, we someone's telling us to cross, but I mean, I don't know. Probably some of them didn't know how to swim. <laughs> we're, we're we're not only were we walking through the desert, but they had all their belongings, what they took with them from Egypt on their way to this. 40-year wilderness experience. So they had their families, their belongings, and now they're at a dead end. But what they saw as a dead end, God saw as a new beginning. Amen? And thankful for Moses, who led the charge. Church, I pray in Jesus' name, what we see as dead ends, God sees as new beginnings. New beginnings. So I pray with your, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I just sense in my heart to pray if there's somebody in this room you've you've tried on your own to do something or you feel like you're at a dead end with something i i encourage you i i i try to encourage you today to leave this place with your head lifted up even if you don't have all the evidence you don't have all the proof just go through just go forward because god's a god who goes before us and he's got a new beginning I'm so thankful that some of the things in our past are in the past. And God says, I want you to see a new beginning. Father, I pray that this word that was spoken today, I believe it was a prophetic word for somebody. I pray, God, that it would be an encouraging word for all of us. Lord, that that we would take this word at this season of Christmas. And God, and declare in our hearts that it shall be established. Say that with me. It shall be established established. I am ready for a new beginning. I'm ready for some new things. I'm ready for a fresh anointing of God. I'm ready for a new beginning in our worship. I'm ready for a new beginning in our prayer. I'm ready for a new beginning in our church. I'm ready for a new beginning in relationships. I'm ready for a new beginning in finances. I'm ready for freedom in all these things, God. But Lord, it takes us to follow through as as Joseph said, I will do what you asked me to do, even though I don't have all the evidence. I just have to trust in God. Lord, I pray that this word would resonate and come back to us all week. And we'll say that, declare that new beginnings. New beginnings. It is established. New beginnings. New beginnings over family, children, friends, finances, health. I want to just let the Holy Spirit minister just right now for a moment. Speak.
Speak a word to our hearts, Lord. Speak a word right now. sense the Lord is telling me to do something I have to do what he asked me to do just take a moment here and he said with your heads bowed and your eyes closed if there's anyone in this room right now you need to recommit your heart to God maybe just say I need to give my life over to Jesus completely but this is right now that moment where you say between God right now God this is me and you I am admitting that I need more of you in my life I am saying, God, I've come to a dead end. And I need you in every area of my life. Would you just, heads bowed and eyes closed, would you just gently lift your hand? I want to pray. I'm going to know because I'm going to pray over you. Amen. One, two, three. There's a lot of hands. Hallelujah. Follow God right now. Amen. Lord, as we do this, We're doing this in an acknowledgement, God, right now that we need more of you in our life. As believers, as husbands, as wives, as brothers and sisters, God, I pray for every person who lifted their hand hand up for a new beginning. Would you just say that, God, start something new in me. I give you my life. Or I recommit to you my life. I trust in you. That I will move forward. And I will dedicate my life to you. Forgive me of all my sin. I'm sorry. I thank you for a new beginning today. I thank you that I can leave this room knowing that you are for me and not against me. And now I trust in you. Even if I don't have all the evidence today, that you will lead me and guide me through this new start, this new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you that you sent your son in love. Thank you, Lord, for loving us today. Thank you for those who prayed that prayer. Thank you, God. I pray now that it would be sealed in our hearts. God, that they would declare all day, all week, continue here for God. Lord, we might not have all the answers. We might not have full understanding. But, Lord, we know, we trust that you will reveal yourself to us as you did to Joseph. You revealed throughout his life who who this boy was, Jesus. We thank you for that, God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this church. God, we thank you for sending us your son, our Savior, God with us. Emmanuel. Bless each one today, God. Lord, I pray that that we would have many opportunities. Father, to to love people, to show grace, and to speak over people's lives, God. And Lord, may this be a week of new beginnings. I pray I'm going to hear testimonies. I declare I'm going to hear some amazing 
testimonies this week through texting, email, face-to-face, phone, whatever it is. God, I, I, I'm knowing, I'm believing, I'm going to hear some people testi- uh, testify to me. This is, it happened. I had a new start. Whatever that is, God's going to do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I believe one of our church elders, Jeff Molinex, is going to dismiss us this morning. And so I want to say God bless you. I'm looking forward to a great week. And it is all yours, brother. I just wanted to uh, remind everybody um, at the back of our church we have uh, the boxes for the pastors for their uh, gift of your heart and uh, we have John and and, uh, Ron back there I believe that uh, we're going to take a love offering if if you have one for them so before you leave just pass and and give thanks what a great message today was and we'll end it with our worship team thank you guys